Greetings, everyone. This is Ed Jones with The Holistic Navigator. Today may be one of my most important podcasts of my life. And of course, it's going to focus on what we all are going through with so much chaos and stress during this pandemic uh, that seems to be lasting for far longer than we ever, ever imagined. And I want to make sure that you know that I am passionate about giving the truth. Yes, we all have our biases, but this is going to be a truth science-based podcast on a very vital, important topic. When I was growing up, my favorite newscaster was Paul Harvey. Any of you older enough to recognize the voice, if you heard it, would know instantly what his really tagline was. And I've always remembered it because during his storytelling, he would always say, and now for the rest of the story. And that is what you're going to get today about the accurate effectiveness of the vaccine that we all are probably sick about hearing, but it's in the news every single hour, every single day. My purpose in this podcast is to empower you with valid, solid information for you to make up your own mind for yourself and your family. Please hear me clearly on this because I am not totally anti-vaccine. In fact, I have a radio show that I do weekly, and it's probably every week I make the statement, I think there are a group of people who can justify doing this vaccine or other vaccines. So I'm not on the fringes of, of all or nothingness. But today I want to show you about what the media, the government, and most healthcare professionals about them pushing the vaccines as though it were an elixir from heaven. However, over the next few minutes, the stuff I'm going to tell you will be the rest of the story that almost no one is considering. And I assure you the following. This is going to be a game changer for many of you attempting to make sense of this crazy story on vaccines. And the key Hold with me now. The key to understanding is very simple and it's science based. And the words that I will describe that are imperative for your understanding in order to make wise decisions about, about the vaccine is an absolute versus relative risk. I'm going to create an analogy story that will make this very easy for you to understand. And the reason that I must explain this is because these numbers that the statistics appear to come up with are the selling point for this vaccine. And yet they are extremely inaccurate because they've been twisted. They're accurate as far as the printed, but they are not accurate as far as giving you the information you need to make a wise decision. You know, when I was growing up, and I'm 64 now, uh, there was uh, Swin bicycles were, of course, the most popular one. And they had a many, many different models. And I'm going to use an example of a bicycle to show you what is happening with the vaccine headlines, story, and propaganda. There was a bike called an Orange Crate. I had one. It was a spectacular little bike with a small front wheel. And there was another bike made by Swin called a Meridian. Hold on to this kind of logic because this is what we are doing and seeing in the media. If Swin had announced with big headlines 
that the Swin Meridian bicycle reduced accidents by 50% for those riding the bike. Wow, can you imagine the power of that headlines, especially for parents who are already concerned about their children? It would have probably sold so many extra Meridian bikes because of that one headline. And the truth is, that's what's happening today with so many of our headlines. But it didn't happen in the 60s and 70s because we had much more ethics in regard to advertising. Well, the reason they can say this with honest uh, backup information and twist the facts is, think about this. If we take 100 people who purchased an orange crate bicycle, 100 people, we studied them for three months and found that four out of every hundred people riding an orange crate had a bicycle accident. Then we took another hundred and studied a Meridian Swin bicycle. Well, guess what? The Meridian is a little more stable bicycle. And in that group, there was two out of a hundred that had a bicycle accident over the three months. Well, guess what the headlines would read today? They would read, Meridian Bicycle reduces bike accidents by 50%. And you know what? They're telling the truth. But it's all about the devil being in the details because that 50% is what we call relative risk, not absolute. Because four out of 100 divided by the two out of the 100 with the Meridian is 50%. So there was 50% less accidents. But the Truth is, the absolute reduction of bike accidents was 2%. 2% people. That is what is happening today with all of the headlines. In fact, Pfizer states very clearly that they have a relative risk reduction of 95.1%. Moderna's 94.1%. And Johnson & Johnson is 67%. When in fact, their absolute reduction of the sickness is less than 1% almost across the board. How did they come up with this number? Well, Pfizer did a big study using 21,830 people who received the actual vaccine for 28 days. Another 21,830 received a placebo, a fake injection. Well, at the end of 28 days, when they go into the numbers, there was a total of 170 people infected. Well, guess what? 162 at that time was taking the placebo and eight took the vaccine. That looks pretty impressive overall. And actually, 0.74 of those 21,000 were infected and 0.04 of the vaccine group. It's very similar to the bike analogy that I'm using. That's how they came up with the 95% effectiveness well, what person would not want the vaccine if it's 95% effective? It's not. It's because it's the same analogy as the bike that I'm using. It's literally 1 to 1.2% of absolute risk. The FDA actually has rules in place that state in studies that are presented, the absolute risk must be spoken and printed, and it's not being done because it doesn't sell anything. How much of this vaccine you think would sell if it said it reduced the chance of, the, of sickness by 1.1%? No one hardly would get it. It is the ultimate game of smoke and mirrors. And 
to complete the rest of the story, I want to use an analogy of you purchasing a house. You go out in the marketplace and you're looking for a new home for your family. And all of a sudden you run across a tremendous bargain. It looks like it's a perfect house, wonderful price. Would you go in and just lay down the contract and sign it immediately without looking at the details? No, you would never do that. What about mold in the house? The school system, uh, what, does it flood? How about the electrical system? Would you not look at everything? Why are we not doing this with the vaccine? Because there is a online government reporting agency called the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. You can look it up. And as of August 13th, 2021, they state there's been 13,068 deaths from the vaccine, 54,142 hospitalizations, 5,882 heart attacks, and the list goes on with other uh, disorders of the body. And then secondly, is the original study done by uh, Pfizer and other companies was actually on the first uh, virus that came around the block, which has now seemingly mutated into some of the um, cousins to the original, if we could say. And what's happened is, of course, the original vaccine does not create what we speak of as a robust immune reaction. It singly focuses on one part of the vaccine or the uh, infection. So what we're learning at this point is that people are going to have to have boosters the rest of their life every time that it mutates or those that have already had natural immunity by having the actual infection seem to do extremely well with the variants because the body has what we call uh, uh, lymphocyte memory. That means that once it has a modest reaction to the infection on its own, it has the ammunition and toolbox to handle any of its relatives that come down the pike in most cases. And, you know, the, the biggest part of this, the sadness of this whole story is there has been a lot of, of suffering and pain and loss of people we care about. And the biggest fault is not in a, the fact that we had delayed vaccines. It, it isn't the fault of the person themselves. The real fault, in my mind, lies with the treatment that of choice, causing putting someone on a breathing tube will continue normally to only make them worse and weaker unless you embrace some of the many protocols that we now know prevents what we have referred to as a cytokine storm. That's the overreaction of our immune system that causes the lungs to have the fluid and reduce oxygen levels and, and, and. And there's a protocol, even on the Internet still, I'm somewhat surprised, called MATH. Plus, M-A-T-H plus protocol for the virus. This is what many uh, of the independent healthcare people who can make their own wise decisions are utilizing that is saving so many people's lives. So I want you to truly consider, do I need it if you've already had it? Do I need boosters? Should I try to consider a different option? Because if we're looking at a one 
to 1.1% absolute risk or reduction of a virus, it, it and yet you have 54,000 deaths, it doesn't seem to equate, in, at least in my common sense mind. So plug all that in your brain. Think about it. Be wise about it. Don't let the media uh, sway you with the basically inaccurate statistics that they are presenting. Because I'm here to empower you not to make decisions. And I think that this might be a whole new take on this vaccine issue. Lastly, at least in my local town, headlines pretty consistently, again, fear-mongering headlines about the hospitals only have a few beds left. Well, let me tell you something. The CDC keeps full records now among every single county in the United States on the status of the hospital beds. Well, as of this morning, August 23rd, 2021, in my local town, there were only 20.14% of the ICU beds being used and 12.26% of regular beds being used for the virus patients. So why are the headlines saying there's only 10 beds left? It's exactly as though if you drove to the airport and they had blocked off half of the parking spots and they said parking lot is almost full. No, they could open up the other parking lot and have plenty of them left. But why would they if there's not that many extra people needing it because they need to save for staff and all the expenses that come? That's what they're doing at the hospitals. They try to be good business people. If there's 100 beds and there's only 40 patients, why would they open the other 50 beds? They would keep it closed until they needed it. But yet, what does the media do? They put the absolute spin again, which in this case is not even logical because they're not telling the rest of the story, which is there are plenty of beds available in most counties in most cities, but they're not if they close them off. Now, I'm not discounting the fact that maybe staffing issues could create some backlog, but when you're paying medical people the levels that they are, most hospitals can recruit the amount of people that they need. So keep in mind all of this when you keep hearing the news media uh, pounding the fear mongering of you better get your vaccine, you better wear your mask, you better do this, you better do that. Better treatments, prevention, being healthy, losing weight, and actually the second biggest risk factor for this virus is fear and anxiety. That is now in the literature. So we're actually promoting it through the media because it's creating fear and anxiety. Isn't that interesting? And isn't it interesting how misleading so significantly so much of what we are reading is going on in the news? And because there seems to be a lot of, of, of censorship of anyone's opinion other than the party of choice of, of this propaganda type of path. Everything I spoke about today is completely science-based. Nothing is made up. Everything can be checked out. I'm not uh, uh, being a, too biased with it. Of course, you can know my opinion somewhat by just listening to all of my podcasts about health. And I do believe we have the power to strengthen ourselves to withstand any, almost any, infection if we are nutritionally complete, sleep is adequate, the vitamin Ds have been tested, we have a um, exercise, we are not extremely overweight, 
and we are not insulin sensitive. Insulin seems to be a real powerhouse for pr promoting sickness in this area. So in ending, I just want to say that there's obviously so much reporting biased and statistical fiction going on. And I hope that I've cleared some of this up because the truth is, you know, the masses have rarely thirsted for truth. And if you're listening to me on the Holistic Navigator, you are what I call a seeker of the truth. Good day to all of you, and I hope this can help you, your family, or any loved ones that you have. And tune in for the next 100 podcasts. But today, we've been very, very gifted to be here for 100 podcasts, and I'm looking forward to so many more. All the best to you and your family. Stay fearless. Be well. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on behalf of any purchaser or listener of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.